we are we're now six weeks out and counting church and I will put the ring on that dear sweet girl and I will get her up permanently and uh, it's 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 going to go into high gear and we'll have her up here and Praise God, your your pastor will be well taken care of and well well looked after because I know she's gonna she's gonna be a blessing not only to me but to this church, and uh, she's already she knows that and and I I just ask this give her some time, give her some time to get her bearings when she gets here. Let her just let her just find her own ministry and find her own self. She'll get it. She'll feel that mantle being placed upon her. And, and she'll be the first lady right off the bat, but you'll start seeing the authority. You'll start seeing that, that as that mantle is placed on her, you will start seeing her step into that, that, that authoritative role. It might take a little bit because she's got to get to know everybody and she's got to get the feel for how things. She, this is her first time as a first lady. So she's a little nervous, but I told her, baby, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You, you love people unconditionally. If you haven't talked to her, as soon as you meet her, she's focused on you. And she's putting her attention on you. And you tell she just loves people. So she's, she's got that part of ministry down. And I can't wait to get her up here just to kind of help me along. <laughs> she's a good one. Uh, give honor to her. And I know she's having, having church in Highland today. If you have your Bibles, we're going to get into the Word. And Good to have all of our guests. Is it Hannah? Good to have you here today. Keep Bailey in line. She needs it. She needs it. You know, her neighbor tries, but, you know, sometimes I can't be there all the time. It's good to have, good to have you here today. 1 Kings chapter number 17. I think I surprised Brother Zachary with, uh, usually I have a dozen, dozen scriptures, but this time I only have a few. So I gave him a little break today. <laughs> but something that the Lord has placed upon me. And I felt somebody's spirit kind of tugging at mine this, this past week and, and as I was preparing this yesterday. But I believe God is going to impart some revelation to somebody here today. And I believe God is going to, going to touch somebody today. And you're going to walk out of these doors today with a little different mindset. And you're going to walk through these doors today with a little, your head held up a little bit higher. First Kings chapter number 17 of verse 12. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth. I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son and that we may eat it and die. Kind of a, kind of a depressing situation, kind of, kind of a depressing thing to hear somebody say that they're going to eat their last meal and they're simply just going to give up and die. And in Genesis 1 and 2, we, we know the scripture, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the, day, of, of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I want to preach for just a, a very short, I'm not going to say this is my shortest shortest sermon because I, I got myself in trouble last time I said that. This may not be as long as a normal. We'll see how God does. But I want to preach on this, this subject that God can make something out of your nothing. God can make something out of your nothing. 
put your hands in the air. Let's ask God to have his way. Father, in your name, thank you for your word. Thank you for everybody that's here, God. I pray, Lord, that you would just have your way. I pray, God, that you would just minister to those that are in need, even right now, God. For, Lord, I know you have given me this word for somebody. And, God, we are going to leave this place recharged, refueled, and restored in the powerful name of Jesus. Let the church say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. High five somebody to the next to you and welcome them to church. And you may be seated. You know, it, it seems just crazy, but we are coming up on a quarter of the way through 2023 already. And the year is going by so, so quick. But in my thinking about this message and in this sermon, it's interesting that here in corporate America, we seem to put a measure of success and value and worth on what we own, on what we have. You see, we put a value at at, at how much stuff that we own, of what we actually possess, how big that that bank account is. Mine's not as big as yours, Brother Steve. I don't know if mine will ever get as big as yours, Mr. Richman back there. Come on now, Mr. Gold Chain, I see you. But we put value in people on how big their bank account is. And the size house that we live in, the, the kind of car that we drive, and, and how many designer suits that we have. But we look at people, we put a value on somebody by what they have. And some people actually put value to their own selves by, by what they, they, they have. And people work, and I've seen them work and work and work and wear themselves out just trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I don't know who the Joneses are, but everybody's trying to keep up with them, whoever they are, trying to obtain that American dream until we get so wrapped up in a life of trying to attain something, trying to obtain that, that big house, trying to obtain that, that sports car. And I see people that, that will just work and work and work and work and wear themselves out because they're never satisfied with what they have, but they want more. They want the bigger. They want the badder. I, I chuckle to myself as uh, not too long ago, I believe it was, that, that uh, Apple unveiled the new iPhone, the iPhone 200 or whatever it is. I can't keep up with them anymore. But there were people lining up outside the Verizon store to be the first ones to get this new phone. And I'm thinking to myself, why? I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. What does it matter if you're one of the first ones to own the iPhone 200 or if you wait a week and, but as long as you got it? But there are people that as soon as that new phone comes out, they, they got to get it. They got to have it. The new, I, I still have a PS3 in my, in, in my house. And that was bought used. But I've had it now for for several years, and and it still works. It still functions. I never play it. But I have a PS3. I don't even know what they're up to now. There you go. So there are people that that will, as soon as the latest game system comes out, they have to go purchase that. 
the latest this and the latest that. And we put value on, 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 on that and what we have. And yeah, I got this and I got that. And, and some will go deeper into debt, trying to obtain the latest and the greatest. Do I need the iPhone 200? My iPhone 10 is still doing just fine. Thank you very much. When I turned in my iPhone 4, 4, little tiny guy, when I turned it in, I, I really felt my age because I handed that to the sales associate, young young guy, and he looked at it in amazement and said, I have never seen one of these before. It's like I had a dinosaur, a dinosaur bone that I just handed. I've never actually seen one of these. Have you ever heard of an Atari 2600 young one? What? Huh. But there were people that will go deep in debt because they want the latest this. I got to have, well, my friends have this, so I have to get this. You know, every other pastor is driving a sports car, so I need a Corvette as a pastor's car. No, my Volkswagen buggy will be just fine. Huh. But I've seen people that will work, that will get in debt because they, they think that they have to keep up with whatever the norm is or whatever they think, this is what I need to, to, to succeed and, and, and look like I'm successful. But only to be discouraged when they don't and can't afford to get the latest this and the latest that. I've seen people that, that really get down in the dumps because I can't afford this this, 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 this latest gadget and the, the greatest this, that, and the other. My father taught me back in 1980. It's 1980. Rewind. I know most of you kids can't even fathom be 1980. But in 1980, all my friends' parents were driving the latest and greatest cars. But dad says, my 1966 Chevy Bel Air does the exact same thing that that 1980, whatever it is. Anybody remember this? I was amazed when I rode with one of my best friends in, in their parents' car, and I'm sitting in the back seat, and they just simply... We were, we were ready to walk on the moon. We were that cool, man, that somebody can push a button, and their window goes down. So what I would do to impress the girls is we'd pull up at a stop sign and I would make it look like my 1966 had a, had a button on it. <laughs> but dad told me <laughs> that that car does the exact same thing as that Cadillac. It gets me to work. It, it gets me, takes me on vacation. It gets me where I want to go and back. But I'm like, that is true. The old Betsy does take us where we want to go, but we have to be going 60 miles an hour with the windows down to keep the, the sweat from breaking out on us because it had no air conditioning. <laughs> but he taught me a valuable lesson to appreciate what you have and take care of what you have. And I've, I've taken that all the way up into my adulthood. But this thinking that I have to have the latest and the greatest, you see, that's the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world says you need more. The spirit of the world says you need the better. 
You can't live without it. You got it's this give me, give me, give me, give me. I gotta have, gotta have, gotta have, and I, I won't stop until I get it mentality that gets a lot of people in trouble. Now, hear me out. God has blessed us. God has and, and if God has blessed you and you're able to do that, more that's that's awesome. I tell you what, when somebody drives into the parking lot with that brand new whatever, I'm going to rejoice with you and I expect a ride in it. But I will not be envious, mad, or angry, Brother Warren, when you pull up in that brand new Lexus. I'm going to rejoice with you because the Lord has blessed you. But it's when we get this mentality that I have to, I can't afford it, but I'm going to get it and I need it and I can't live without it, that we get ourselves in trouble. And we place value on ourselves with, with what we have, what we have obtained. But you see, God does not see our own value by the stuff that we own. Did you hear what I said? God, God does not see your value by the stuff that you own. Because you see, you can have the biggest house or you can just have a simple little one-bedroom home. God sees your value the same. And I'm going to say this to somebody. You listen to me. Your self-value is not determined by what you own. I've seen, I've seen people that have much, and I've seen people that barely get by. And you know the ones that I see are the happiest? Some of the ones that are the most giving are the ones that don't have very much. Because Jesus even said these words, church, that what is a man profit of if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Because God even said this, that I will supply all your needs. And my needs aren't the same as your needs. See, Brother Joe, God knows you need a bigger steak than I do because you're a bigger guy than me. So I said, God, I need dinner. And he says, what you, I will supply you a half rack of ribs. But God, I want a full rack of ribs. Get it? What I need is a half rack of ribs because I'm six weeks out from wedding and I got to lose two, 10 pounds before then. So I got to be careful. So I know what I need, but I know what I want. God said, I will supply all your needs. And aren't we thankful that every one of us here, I don't think anybody's living uh, under the, over, uh, the overpass over the vermilion. We all have a roof over our heads. It might not be the Taj Mahal. We've got a roof over our head. I took Zachary and, or uh, Chris, I got you on my mind. I took Allison and Dave. They just kind of disappeared. Left me with their dogs and not even calling to check on me, not even calling to check on them. They just dumped their dogs in my house and off they went to California. 
But I took them up to Chicago, to Midway. <coughs> and if you've gone to Midway before, you know you get off the highway. And as soon as you get off the highway, you go down this road and there's an overpass and there is homeless camps there. There are people that are living underneath the overpass up above. And there's boxes and, and, and all this clothes and stuff just scattered everywhere. And this is what people are calling home. Ain't none of us that bad. Because in winter, I like this thing called heat. And it won't be long, church. It's going to be hot. And I sell air conditioning. We like heat. But there's one thing in summer that I do so appreciate, and that's coming into my house in a nice, cool, coming right out of those registers. But there are people that are not so fortunate as that. But God said, I will supply all your needs. So in our scripture text, we, we see a sad, sad story of a, a widow woman. And scripture lets us know that she had a son, and that was pretty well all she had. We understand the, the, the seriousness of, of the situation where the prophet comes to her and says, hey, I want you to go and I want you to make me a cake, bread. And that's where our scripture text come from. She says, all, all I have is a, a, a little bit of meal in a barrel and all I have is just a, a little bit of oil and, 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 and preacher. There's, that's just enough for me to make a little, a little cake for myself and my son. And that's all I got. But after that, once we eat this, there's nothing left. We're basically going to starve to death because, you see, there was a famine that was going on. There was no rain that had, that had come across the land. So this is all that she had. The man of God, it seems selfish when you read the story of, you know, I want you to make it for me. But, you see, God was trying to show and, and, and apply what he can do when all you got is a little. So she did what the man of God said, and she used what meal she had, what oil she had left, and, and, and made that for the man of God. But if you read the scriptures, if you go on down, God says, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about what little that you have. We read down the scriptures. There was always meal in the barrel. That little cruise of oil that she had, it never went empty. So God proved himself faithful in the fact that she gave her portion to God, what little that she had, and he continued to provide. He continued to give, and he continued to make sure that she was taken care of because of the little that she had. In fact, if you go down scripture, you'll find out where her son actually became ill and passed away, but was miraculously raised from the dead. Let me tell you, God will honor your little if that's all that you have. God will take that little and he will multiply it and a little will get God's attention. If all you have is a little, I want you to know God sees that. And that speaks volumes. Because some of us are ashamed, and I'm preaching to myself. 
that some of us come into a sanctuary and we feel the presence of God and, and our lives are a mess and our lives are all in chaos and we're scared and we don't give him the finest praise that he deserves. Well, I'll just sit here and in my mind, I'll praise him. In, in my mind, I, I, I want to do this. Trust me, church, I'm, 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 I'm speaking to somebody here today. Can I say that sometimes we come in and we want to act like we have our act together, but deep inside we're broken. Deep inside we are a mental mess, and deep inside there's chaos going on, and deep inside we're worried about what's going to happen next week, what's going to happen down the road, and we come into this place while we look at everybody else and think they got their act together, and here we are a mess. But you see, as the prophet knew what God can do with just a little. I'm here to tell somebody, I know what God can do if all you have is just a little. First, first Kings 17, verse number 16, is what it says. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. You see, it never ran out. It never stopped because she gave her little. We come in here ashamed because we can't give like the person across the aisle from us. We come in here ashamed because maybe I can't do that. I will tell this story and I will tell this story and I will tell this story to hammer it home to somebody. That one of the times that I as a pastor was convicted by God is when I said, we are giving thousands of dollars to save our children. We aren't giving thousands of dollars to move the mission because we are not financially capable of doing that. And I felt this tall, listening to everybody else, give, 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 give. So I just sat here ashamed to give, but God says, you give because that's what is expected. If it's a little, I pray we get $1,000 in that bucket right there. You know, Sister Chris and I were just talking. Isn't this going to be crazy if we think, we see everybody putting all this money in and somebody's going to put like three $100 bills in this thing right here. It's going to be hilarious. But God says, I cannot bless the church if you don't give. So if it's $200 we raise, it's $200 I will send in, and God says, I will honor that. Don't you be shocked or don't you be ashamed if all you got is $2 to put into the offering plate because if you do it with a cheerful heart and if you do it with a giving heart, God will take that little and he will multiply it into something great. He will take that little and watch what God does with it. You watch what God can do with just a little. So I'm preaching to somebody who's come into this place. Maybe all you have left after an emotional week is just a little praise. 
You ever come into the sanctuary and you're not on cloud nine? You ever come into church on a Sunday morning after you just didn't totally beat up and spit out that previous week? I know how I have. But watch what happens when you give. All I have is a little praise to give. I'm not shouting on the mountaintops, God. I'm not jumping on the seats, and I'm not hanging from the chandeliers praising. But I'll lift my hand, and I will praise you anyways. Let me say this. If a little praise is all you got, you give it, and watch what power comes down into this sanctuary. If all you can do is just raise your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, you watch the power and the anointing that will flow into this place because God will take a little bit of praise and he will turn it into a big victory. He will take a little bit of praise and he will break chains. He will break bonds. You watch what happens when you just give a little sometimes that's all I got God that's all I have I've come to preach to somebody who's coming here and you feel like you're a nothing you feel like you're of no value you feel like you have nothing to offer that's a lie from the pit of hell because what God sees in every one of these chairs is potential Sister Austin, you want to know what scares the devil the most of what you're going to become. I may not be a mighty soldier now, devil, but you just wait because God is working on me. He's still working on me. And I may not be that one to run to the front line right now, but God sees the potential in what's in this sanctuary right now. God sees the potential, Sister Angel, of what you're gonna become. That's what scares the devil the most of of what we're going to become. Because on the outside, physically, we may not look like much of an army. Joe's hobbling to the front line, trying to stand up. Brother Joe, in the spirit, I see a giant. In the spirit, I see somebody who's standing strong. In the spirit, I see somebody that's just begging the devil, come on. Come on, you want to fight? I'll give you a fight. In the spirit, uh, I see that. But sometimes on the outside, we may not look like much. uh, But on the inside, uh, I see powerhouses. Uh, On the inside, I see people that are ready to take on the spiritual darkness. Uh, I see people that are ready to stomp on some heads uh, of the devil. Inside, I see a mighty army that's rising up right here in Pontiac, Illinois. And don't discount the size because you see I've seen services I've been in services where I've seen little ones this size pray a prayer and the power of God just came down 
I've seen where young ones, these guys' ages, would start leading a prayer and a worship, and the rest of the church would just follow in. Don't discount the size of the individual because there's power in their prayers. There's power in their worship. And I'm telling somebody, if all you got here today is just a little bit of praise, I encourage you to go ahead and give it to God because he's going to do something wonderful in this place. have a whole lot pastor who was it that got the most mentioned in the Bible by Jesus was the little widow that only put just a little coin in the offering plate your little can amount to something big with God so come to preach to somebody here today who feels like you're just nothing in this church you're just a little but something is going to be transported and a revelation is going to come into this place that God is the only one who can turn something out of nothing. Did you hear what I said? He is the only one that can turn something out of nothing. Who can turn much out of little. Listen. I'm, 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 I'm grateful everything's turning green and I know spring is here and, and, and I'm getting up in the morning and I'm hearing the cardinals sing and I'm hearing all these birds. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's coming. It's coming. I'm wanting warm and what do I hear? Well, chance of snow this morning. No, 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 no. It's all jealous. Sister Ange was down at her house uh, Thursday, Friday. It was storming. It was lightning and thundering and I... Send it up here. They said snow up here. But I hear the birds, and I know that warmth is just right around, and everything's going to be, and all these flowers that whoever lived in the house before me are coming up, and I don't know what they are, but they're coming up. I know I got green onions that grow by the front porch. I don't know if those are flowers, but she planted green onions, and I have green onions that are growing in front of my house. And I didn't know they were green onions until I took a weed whacker to them. Those are onions. Those are definitely onions. But what a beautiful, beautiful world we live in. Sister Ange comes up here, and she just fell in love with our downtown, and I took her to the car museum, and I took her all, all the museums in downtown, and, and we live in a beautiful town. I am proud to be a part of Pontiac, Illinois. I am proud to be a pastor of this beautiful church. But think about this. God created the cosmos out of nothing. There was nothing there. But with one Spoken word, God created. Out of nothing, we have a beautiful, beautiful world. Out of nothing, it says that the, the earth was void. It was dark. But what did God do? He created light when there was nothing. He created this earth. It says he, 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 he separated. He, he wanted something for us to stand, so he parted the waters and created land for us to be upon. Where there was nothing, there became something where the once was just darkness and voidness and all of this chaos, God brought in order and he created something out of nothing. You see, it's only him. If I'm going to create something, I need something. I, if I'm going to make a box, Sister Sandy, I need some wood. I need something to work with. I can't create something. Sister Bailey knows I can't create anything. That's why she takes my puzzles, and that's why she takes all the artsy stuff, and she does that for me because 
I can't do it. I am crafty, zero percent. But you see, everything we see, God created. He said there was nothing living. So what did he do? He created birds. He created animals. He created fish. And then he created Adam and Eve. He created life when there was nothing. It's only he could create something from nothing. Only he could create order out of chaos. Only he could create peace in the midst of a storm. Only he can create life when everything looks dead. Only he can. So we come into this place today. And everybody, let me say this, everybody, everybody is going through something. I don't think there's anybody that can walk in this place and say, Pastor, I'm good. Ain't going, everything's good. Bank account's full. Body is healthy. Family's out of control. The car is working. The washer dryer is working. Everything is working good. I have need of nothing, Pastor. Ain't nobody here can say that. Because we're all going through something. We're all faced with something. But this feeling that came upon me as I was preparing this of someone who feels this feeling of a little worth. Let me say this. Aren't you glad that God is no respecter of persons? That he don't love Brother Bernard more than he loves me. You know, he's a much better man, a much smarter man, and he's up there, man. God says, I love you just as much as I love him. But I'm preaching to somebody that feels this small in the kingdom. You come in with this 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 outlook of yourself of I'm, I, I I feel like I'm just a little a little ant when everybody else just seems to be a giant doing this. Let me tell you what God can do with a little. Because David wasn't as tall as that giant. Next to him, it looked like all was hopeless. Brother Steve, watch what God can do with a little. Because a little can bring down a giant. So if you come into this place today feeling this this tall in the kingdom, I want you to know it doesn't matter the size. God can take that little small and you can take down a giant. Because God does the miraculous. When we say, God, I'm just going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you nothing to offer pastor nothing to offer I just come in here with with my gas tank empty and I come in here with my emotions gone and I come in here with my spirit just drained and I don't have anything that's okay because God can take that nothing God can do something with that nothing and you can walk out of here changed and you can walk out of here restored and you can walk out of here renewed because God is telling somebody, I can take that nothing and put something there. I was an emotional mess yesterday. I mean, up and down and I'm, I'm, I'm laughing one minute and it seemed like I was ready to ball the next minute and it, it seemed like, I don't know, just like the weather was. It was just cloudy all day. It looked like it was going to rain. And then when about in the afternoon, it was just like the sun came out. 
That's how I felt emotionally yesterday. But that's okay because you know what? We are emotional people. You wait. All the people up in this northern hemisphere, if the Cubs win the World Series ever again in this lifetime, I've seen emotional people. Cub people are emotional people. We're emotional people, Brother Warren. We get excited. We get upset. We, we're emotional people. Doesn't mean that you're, you're a failure. Doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. That's the way God created you. And it's okay to show your emotions. I don't know why my kids look at me and I'll, and, and I'll start crying over the littlest thing anymore. Never used to cry when I was younger. If I see a three-legged dog go walking down the road, <laughs> more emotional now but it's guys it's okay to cry it's okay to let those emotions out because when I'm hurting I'm going to cry when I'm upset I'm going to cry and when I lose at phase 10 on game night I'm going to cry because I'm emotional hmm. but I felt God deal with me and my spirit and I have to say that restoration is going to be for somebody here today. That restoration is going to touch somebody today, that, that your mind is going to be renewed. And where there was chaos, God is going to bring peace to a mind. And where there was an emotional and spiritual emptiness, God is going to come and he's going to feel that today. Can I say that God is wanting to change somebody's outlook? God is wanting to change somebody's vision of what you really are. Many of you know I, I came from, from Granite City, and uh, Pastor Kenneth Reeves was, my, was my, my, my pastor, and he wrote many books. He, he dealt with demonology, and he uh, cast out devils. That's why I, I, you hear me say I, I'm not fearful of any of that because I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen people slither up, up the steps. It doesn't bother me. You know why? I know who's on my side. I know who's victorious. So I grew up under him, and and in my mind, I always placed him way up there. And I'm down here in ordinary land. And he's up there in, 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 in super spirituality, cloud nine. And I, I, in myself, I feel I could never obtain that. And God dealt with me. And he said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he has, you can get to. So don't you put me up on some spiritual high pedestal because we're all on the same page. We all serve the same God. We all have the same weapons at our disposal that we can defeat the devil. And he doesn't love anyone any more than the other. Thank God. Because there's days where I'm, I feel like I'm not quite as loving as I should be or where I'm lovable. I know, oh, dear sweet pastor, you can never be... Oh, I have my dark days too. And so do you. But God loves me the same as he does you, Sister Sandy. And we can all obtain this together. So what I'm saying here, if you come in here today with low self-esteem, low outlook of, of where you are and where you're placed in the kingdom, I want you to know that God is about to open up 
to show you what a powerhouse that you can become, of what a, a, a prayer warrior and what a worshiper you can become. If all you got is a little, we're going to give him that little here today. Because praise is infectious. Can I say praise is infectious? When I see somebody else getting excited and starting to jump, it, it does something to me, and I, I, I want to dance with them. I want to rejoice with them. When I see somebody that just came through a storm and they're still standing and they come in and they're worshiping, I want to get with it too. It's infectious. But if all you got You see, I can't jump as high as some of these young ones. But maybe all you can do is a Holy Ghost bounce. Maybe all you can do is just a little Holy Ghost wave. Let me tell you, there's some power that comes with that. If that's all you got to give, you give that. But I feel God, I feel, I feel his presence even right now. So let's start right here. You come in this place and you're feeling like life has just zapped the praise right out of you. You're in the right place at the right time. Because I don't care how loud you can praise or how soft you're going to praise here today. God is going to honor that. I don't care how loud you can clap your hands. I don't care how much jump you have in your step. Whatever you have, if you give it to God today, he is going to honor that and he is going to touch you. got a little bit of praise I just got a little bit of faith did you hear what I said I, I don't have great faith here today but all I got is a little bit of faith that's all it takes to get God's attention that little bit of faith is all it takes to get all of inattention to say what needs to be taken place. Don't you know right now in the spirit realm, there are angels that are lining themselves up ready for God's beck and call to say, go, 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 go. Somebody needs to be ministered to. Somebody needs protection right now. They are standing at order, waiting for the direction of God to go somewhere right now. Because somebody's little faith is going to put God into action and put the angels into action and put all the because my little faith. So what do you need here today? I got very little faith. I got very little praise. Listen to your pastor. Watch what God will do with your little. With your little. If all you can do is just muster up a little bit of a hallelujah. Hallelujah. A little bit of I love you, Jesus. A little bit of I praise you, God. You will feel God's presence envelop you. You will feel God's presence surrounding you because God will use that little and turn it into something. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but the fire that was once there, that fire that burnt so bright not too long ago maybe when you prayed through in an altar maybe when you were at a campground maybe when you were at a conference that fire burnt and you 
and you felt like everything was going good and I'm where I need be, but that fire is not burning so bright right now. That fire has dimmed down maybe to a little spark, maybe just to a little ember. Can I say that God can take that little bit of spark, that little bit of fire and start it? can burn bright when you leave this place here today. You will leave on fire for God. You will leave on fire for the kingdom. Let me say this to somebody who needs something here today. Somebody maybe who only has just a little bit of praise. We will praise with you. Did you hear what I said? Don't feel like you're going to be here all alone and everybody's going to be watching you to see what you're going to do. If all we're doing is watching people, we're in the wrong thing here. We're in the wrong frame of mind because we're not here to see what they're doing across the aisle from us. You praise God yourself and you praise God in your own way and you praise God when you see everybody else praising. And let me tell you this, God will come down and he will bless. Stand with me if you will. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Jesus. Father, in your name, Lord, I know that you are here, and I know that you're about to open up the windows of heaven to this church, but God, we are going to give you everything that we have for those that just have a little. To those that have a lot, we are going to praise you, and we know you are going to do something miraculous here. I see these kids coming up. With what little change? They could put that change in their pockets. But they're coming up, and they're putting them in these. And they're putting them in there honestly because they really want to see somebody get a pie in the face. But you see, it could be so easy for them just to take that change Put it right here. I'm going to keep that. I'm not going to give it. But they give out of the abundance of their hearts. Thank you, parents, for teaching about giving. Thank you, Sunday school teachers, about teaching about giving. But you see, sometimes we can get very selfish and say, I, I really don't feel like praising right now. I really don't feel like lifting up a voice right now. Pastor, I just I just went through this. Job's not going so good. Let me say this. He died for you. And if ever we got a reason to praise and thank him, it's because he died for me. He took my place. That blood he, he spilt was for me. That alone's enough just to say thank you, God, for your grace and mercy. You didn't have to give your life for me, but you did. This little bitty nobody you loved enough to give your very life for. That alone, church, should be enough for you to praise him. come in here it just feels like you're bound it just feels like everything is just tying around you the world's closing in on you I want you to know that one hand in the air is enough to break chains 
One hand in the air is enough for bonds to be broken. One hand in the air brings enough power to break every addiction, to break every chain. One hand in the air in praise to him. I'm going to open up this altar for the whole church. I feel we need to come together as a body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. First, I'm going to speak to the one whose gas tank is running on E right now. Spiritually. Emotionally. That God is getting ready to open up the windows of heaven to this church. And you're going to feel the anointing hand of God come upon you. I want us all right now. Raise your hands and praise him in this place. If all you got's just a little bit of praise, go ahead and give him that praise. Because God is going to come down. That's it. Go ahead and praise him. In the name of Jesus, Father, we praise you. God, we lift you up in this place. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, Father, right now, I pray that the windows of heaven would be opened up to this place and God, a wave of the Holy Ghost would start flowing and God, a wave of healing would start flowing and God, a wave that will strengthen and restore your saints. In the name of Jesus, be it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, I claim victory. In the name of Jesus, I claim healing. In the name of Jesus, I speak to every emotion. I speak to every spirit. I speak to everybody's mind that peace and joy would come flooding into this place right now. Come on, let God turn your nothing into something. Come on, let God turn your little into something right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. There it is. There it is. It's starting to fall right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that you will just cover this mind right now. I pray, God, that you will just heal emotions, heal spirit right now, and let the Holy Ghost just flow from the top of her head, God, down to the soles of her feet right now. Lord, let her feel an anointing of the Holy Ghost that will just come. Yes, she in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Come on, let it out right now. Come on, God is healing minds right now. God is healing souls. In the name of Jesus, give him what you have right now.